Welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for being with us. For many years, Cranes Cleveland has published a tool that's been a treasure trove filled with exclusive data and contacts for companies and organizations here in Northeast Ohio. This book can help you find potential clients, analyze the markets, and research potential vendors, investors, donors, and employers. The 2023 edition is on the way. Here to talk about what we can find in this edition is Crane Senior Data Editor Chuck Soder. Chuck, thanks for being with us today. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. But remind us again, we've talked about this in the past, but when do you actually start compiling this information? Is this going on all year, or do you start in like October and say, this is all I'm going to do? Um, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> but uh, yes, so this... Everything you see in the book is a compilation of data that we've collected and published throughout the year, Um, starting in January of 2022 and leading all the way up to like the week of publication. So, so like basically, I was finalizing the last bits. Uh, and the whole team was finalizing the last bits, you know, just a couple of weeks ago. One of the big things that's different this year is we used to call it the book of lists for many years. Now it's simply the book. Why the change? Yeah, so the previous name made a lot of sense uh, for many years because, as most people who are familiar with the book of lists know, it contains a lot of lists, and it still does. Uh, Lists ranking the largest companies in many different industries, uh, largest law firms, largest accounting firms, uh, lists ranking companies across industries like our largest privately held companies list. We've also got lists of the largest deals and the highest paid executives. But, you know, we realize we've been adding new things to the book for, you know, a few years now, and it, it contains a ton of lists, more than 40, but it really goes beyond that these days. And we wanted a name that communicates that. Um, we've got lists that feature people, not even ranked lists. Uh, We've got new sections called the Power 150, uh, another called New Faces in New Places. Um, We've got recaps of some of our award programs that we do throughout the years, Women of Note, 40 under 40, 20 in their 20s. And basically, it's not just a tool to get to know the companies in the region. It's a tool to get to know the the people, the power players, uh, the up-and-comers in the region as well. So really changing the name to the book really broadens that. Um, also, I just think it's kind of a punchy name. I didn't come up with it, but I think it also sends home the idea that this is the book. There's not another place where you're going to come and find this much information about the local business community. One of the things you mentioned that you've brought back that was a feature in the past is this Power 150 feature. Who's in it? How does this work? Yeah, so Power 150 is really meant to tell people, you know, who's who in Northeast Ohio? Who are the power players? If you are somebody who's new to town and you want to get the lay of the land, that is a really good place to start. Um, in some cases, they are people who are, you know, we're essentially saying these are these are some of the 150 of the most powerful people in Northeast Ohio. In some cases, it's simply because of the power of their position. If you became CEO of the Cleveland Clinic yesterday, we would put you in the Power 150, Dan. Um, <laughs> although you have many other traits that would uh, that would perhaps warrant your inclusion. Maybe I'll look, I'll look forward to that next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should consider you for next time around. But in some cases, people are included, not necessarily because of the power of their position, but because 
of their network or of because they're simply very wealthy and they can they can just make things happen they're in a position to shape the future of northeast ohio i mean we've had retirees i mean this isn't the first time we've run power 150 you know a few years ago we ran we've ran it a few times before and you know i i think sam miller for years back when he was alive was in uh it was in the power 150 because like you know he was a power player even after you know even even late in his life so people can get onto this list in many other ways but um Basically, if you need to get something big done, there's people on this list who could probably help you with that. So you mentioned stalwarts like Sam Miller from back in the day. Who are some of these new power players that made the list? Yeah. So like I said, some people get on the list because they're new to a position. Uh, think Erica Steed at Metro Health, who just became uh, the CEO at Metro Health. Uh, replacing Akram Boutros. Uh, we won't get into that saga. There's many stories about uh, uh, him stepping down uh, uh, just recently and Erica coming on board at Metro Health a little earlier than expected. But there are a few others that I'm going to highlight here because they weren't just elected to a new position, um, but, it, but it shows you kind of how people gain um, how people gain power and authority over time, one good example is is, is Kenneth Ricci, uh, principal at Directional Aviation. That's a company that owns several aviation companies. One of the best known is FlexJet. Um, one of the reasons we thought to include him this year is because FlexJet is looking to go public through a merger with a special purpose acquisition company. Um, that's one reason. But directional aviation, they're also included on our largest privately held companies list. Uh, they're one of the largest privately held companies in the region. They've grown their revenue uh, a few times over in just the past few years. So they're a very fast growing company. Um, and he's also done some other interesting deals. For instance, he was a co-founder of uh, another special purpose acquisition company. A special, a special purpose acquisition company is a company that is formed to merge with another company and take it public. Uh, he was co-founder of a company called Xanite, which is a special purpose acquisition company. It merged with a Brazilian company in the urban air mobility space. Um, think unmanned aerial vehicles and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, he's doing deals, not just at his own company, not just, you know, hiding away, working on his own thing. He actually, one of the co-founders of Xanite, uh, Stephen Rosen, also appears in uh, Power 150. So two guys who are doing deals together. Uh, another good example is uh, Ron Leonhardt of Cross Country Mortgage. Uh, he's the CEO there. They were the fastest growing company on the 2021 edition of our largest privately held companies list. Uh, they're number nine on that list this year. Um, Mortgage lending was a very big business through 2021. Uh, they've been growing very, very quickly. They did grow a little bit in um, in 2021 as well. So they they still showed a, showed growth on our 2022 edition of a privately held companies list. But that's an example of a guy whose you know company has just been growing so much that it's just really hard to ignore. Had to include him this year. Um, and another example would be. Janine Marziani, who's the head local executive at Bank of America, they've really greatly in Northeast Ohio in recent years. They weren't even on our banks list a few years ago, and then instantly they were in the top 20 due to all the expansion they've been doing. So in addition to these new 
power players in town. We also have another feature called New Faces in New Places. Who's part of that? Yeah, so say you're already familiar with a lot of the power players, players around town. You think you know everybody. I mean, you still want to check out Power 150, but really, I think New Faces in New Places is it's a little more the news uh, side of things, the news side of the coin. Coin. These are people who, all of them, have recently taken a new position in Northeast Ohio. In some cases, it's a CEO. Um, one good example is Craig Hassel. He's joining Playhouse Square in February 2023, coming all the way from Royal Albert Hall in London. We might be including him on a future Power 150 simply because um, once he joins Playhouse Square, um, he's going to be in a big position of power here in Northeast Ohio. But like I said, we also include people who are not CEOs. One good example is that there is Kay Rodolfi, who recently became VP of Development at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kay Rodolfi has been in fundraising circles for many years, is known well in that uh, in that industry. For instance, she recently was a senior VP of Advancement at the Cleveland Foundation. So you mentioned there are some 40 lists in this book, and while each of them is different, do you see any unifying themes running through those lists? You know, some years I don't because, like you said, all these lists are different. They cover a lot of different industries and different territory. But this year I did. I think anytime you see a dollar figure on the list, odds are – It'll be a percent increase from the prior year. Not for every company, obviously, but in general, dollar figures. You know, a lot of these lists are ranked by revenue or or include some sort of uh, like you know our banks list is ranked by local deposits, SBA lending list is ranked by amount of loans. In each of those cases, the dollar figures just went up, um, and I think that's partly due to inflation, of course. Um, a lot of these dollar figures are from the end of 2021 or, you know, mid 2022. And clearly inflation was a big factor, a strong t- economy through 2021 and into the early, early 2022 is also a factor. COVID recovery is a factor. Um, for instance, like our SBA lending list, the number, you know, the, the percentage of SBA loans just went through the roof. Uh, bank deposits were up. We saw our, our one of our biggest lists is our largest privately held companies list. Companies saw a lot of growth in 2021. Um, they also gave us projections of, you know, they're expecting growth in 2022. So really, even though now there's talk of, you know, is there going to be a recession or not? Over, you know, 2021 and into 2022, things were really hopping. As you look at some of the other facts and insights as you built the list, did anything else jump out at you? Yeah. So one of our most popular lists, uh, a classic we've done every year for ages, is our law firms list. And for years, that list has been topped by Jones Day. It still is. Um, and number two on that list was Baker Hostetler uh, for decades. But this year, for the first time, um, Benish took the number two spot. By a single attorney, <laughs> so you know it can it can go back next year. Uh, the list is ranked by local attorneys, and Benish narrowly squeaked into the number two spot. There are a few attorneys from being in the number one spot, and this is really something we've predicted. Uh, we wrote a story along these lines last year, showing that 
Benish was climbing up the ranks. Uh, Jones Day in particular um, has has shrank its local presence somewhat. A few other uh, you know firms are also climbing the ranks. So we'll see how it goes in future years. Jones Day may hold on to its top spot. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Benish there. We'll wait and see. Another interesting uh, interesting fact from this year's list. You'll notice that we have a we have a few lists that rank the highest paid executives at public companies in Northeast Ohio, highest paid CEOs, highest paid non-CEOs. Well, a few years ago, we started a list called highest paid female executives. And for a long time, we didn't run a full page list because there weren't enough highly paid public company executives who were also women, at least who were listed as named executive officers in uh, public documents. Well, this year, there there have been more each year. And it finally got to the point where there were enough for a full page. Now, that doesn't mean that there are loads of women in, you know, highly paid positions at local public companies. But that number is increasing every year. We even did a chart of it uh, this year, just showing a steady climb from 2016 to today. So those are probably the ones that stick out the most. Our colleges list showed a big uh, continuing decline for uh, enrollment at community colleges in particular. Um, we did a analysis going back to 2013 showing they had a decline of 43% over wow. the past, you know, from 2013 to 2022. Um, and in 2022, they saw yet another decline. So there were, those are a few of the things that stand out. But if you flip through the book, you'll probably find even more stuff that uh, uh, really sticks out to you. One of the things I found interesting in looking through the list when you, there was also a list about high schools was the issue, which is a controversial issue, about vouchers and who accepts them. And I was surprised to see that some of these schools do not accept vouchers but at a very high rate. Yeah, it's it's a very, very odd thing. I was not expecting. We asked the schools on our private high schools list, do you accept state vouchers? And – Almost all the ones that accept vouchers are religious schools. And so we wrote a story about it, but it wasn't really driven by the fact that they were religious schools. It was driven a little bit more by the tuition cost at those schools. Religious schools tend to cost less than, say, you know, some of the elite private um, secular high schools in the region. And there are a few reasons why some of the pricier schools don't um, don't accept state vouchers. Um, I won't get into all of it right now, but let's just say that if you if you accept state vouchers, it puts uh, one one of the guys I talked to for a story we did about the list says it puts schools into a financial quandary because they are required to accept all kinds of vouchers at that point. Um, and they can't put limits on, you know, how many applicants they'll accept. Um, so it is a challenging thing for their budgets because they can't charge, you know, if they charge $30,000 in tuition and the voucher is worth much less than that, they can't charge, uh, some of these students, not, uh, they can't, they, some of the students, they can charge the difference others. They cannot. So it puts them in a bit of a tight spot. So if you're, um, looking to get a voucher to attend a local high school, a private high school, odds are you're going to be looking at a religious school. 
certainly we look to the we look to the book, which we used to call the book of lists. We look to the book for information, but does it help us forecast anything for 2023? Well, we do have a feature in the book that does help you look ahead at 2023. Uh, it's called the 2023 Outlook, which is very fitting. It includes a survey uh, that uh, our one of our uh, Crane researchers did of many, many small businesses in the region, analyzing you know, what their thoughts are for 2023, and in particular, what they're planning to spend money on in 2023. So if you are a vendor serving small businesses, uh, check out the 2023 Outlook survey. It's got charts and graphs, very easy to read, and it might give you a sense of, you know, how to invest your capital looking into 2023. Also, the uh, this gives me the excuse. I love talking about the Excel version of the book, which is available exclusively to Crane's data members, which is like an enhanced version of our regular subscription. In the Excel version, I'm going to point people specifically to the Excel version of our privately held companies list, which does give a bit of a forward look um, into the economy. A lot of Companies haven't announced publicly what their 2022 revenue is going to be, you know, into 2023. Public companies will start announcing that. But our privately held companies, many of them already told us what their projections are for 2022. Uh, Spoiler alert, they, most of the people that responded say they see a revenue increase, an increase that will beat inflation. But if you want to see those projections, you can get them in the Excel version of the book. Finally, Chuck, the key question is, how do I go about getting the book? What's the easiest way to do it? And what what are my options again? Yes. So if you go to our website, cranescleveland.com, there, if you're already a subscriber, um, you can go to the This Week tab on our homepage and see a PDF version of the book. But if you want the Excel version, I would advise hovering over the subscribe tab at the top of our page, at the top of our homepage, and there you'll see um, options for subscriptions. You'll want the one on the far right, which gives you access to data as well as all the news that you know and love from Cranes. And of course, if anybody has any questions, I love answering questions from readers, be they about subscriptions or about our data. They can email me. Chuck Soder at C Soder, C S O D E R at crane.com, C R A I N.com. And that also goes for those companies that want to get onto a list. Email me, we'll talk. Easy enough, Chuck. I hope you enjoy the holiday. Have a chance to catch your breath before it's time to start the next list. Yes, you too, Dan. <laughs> Happy holidays. Chuck Soder joined us today. He is Crane's senior data editor. We are publishing the book. We used to call it the Book of Lists. From now forward, it will be known as the book. You can find out more by visiting cranescleveland.com. Chuck joined us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I am Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.